0: I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue.
1: We became best buds through the heavy
0: music scene. And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows.
1: This is All Consuming Podcast.
0: i I wrongly said i wrongly said that we when we saw fit for a king live this was probably the heaviest band i've seen live but it was impending doom impending doom is the heaviest band that i think i've seen live i can't think of another one
1: well so to be fair when we watched fit for a king that was what two years ago They had a lot of like production stuff on the stage to do bass drops and musically heavy, right? The weight of the music hitting you was amazing. When we saw Impending Doom, it was in a church, right? They brought their own amps, they had some kind of speakers. It was a church converted into like a concert. It wasn't
0: a real venue, yeah. Right. And I I think just
1: the quality difference between the two venues we were at was night and day. And Like I remember when we went to that show, I I don't remember much from impending doom because your friend was there. I can't remember My his name. Box? No, no, no. He like took off the his guy- sweatshirt and was like twirling it over his head and stuff. And like, it's like this homeschool kid that like never was been to a show or something. <laughs> he like had a crush on your wife.
0: Whoa! Wasn't that so, something? So first off, let me say this. So, when we saw him Penny Doom, this might go in somewhere. When we saw him Penny Doom, my buddy that baptized me, like we were buddies for a while, moved to college, didn't really talk as much after that, but he he actually baptized me. He's a pit boss. We would always go to these shows Mm -hmm. in Spokane, and he was there just mauling people, stiff arming kids out of the air, destroying (laughs) them, stiff, finding the littlest kid. I mean, there's not very many little kids there, but finding like the skinniest kid and just mowing them over. Right? Um, And I remember, I don't know exactly which show it was, but I I remember looking at you and be like, oh, yeah, that guy right there that's killing people in the mosh pit? Yeah, he baptized me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's baptizing everyone in the pit right now, just destroying them. (laughs) Oh, man. That, yeah. See, I don't remember a ton from the Impending Doom show really either. I think we got there. No, because we got there with Texas in July. They I remember them.
1: Yeah, I remember but the songs and thinking like, man, this is a great song. And
0: I was definitely in the back of the venue Out of out of all the bands there, I remember Sleeping Giant the most.
1: I think yeah, same for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. But another another person, it was a, it was a weird show too. But this one guy was there who doesn't really go to shows. I think it, I forget his name. Joe, but we knew him. Joe, oh Joe, yeah, we knew him through Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's how we knew him. Yeah, he was there, swinging his shirt over his head during these filthy breakdowns. He's just like woohoo, woohoo, like he's riding a horse. (laughs) pick it up, pick it up, (laughs) pick it up, pick it up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, I totally remember. That's funny. Yeah, I was very distracted by that guy. Like,
1: (laughs) and maybe that's why we don't remember. See, and and when I've never seen a, a band I I've mentioned this before I like to watch them you know yeah I want to see them perform I want to see how they handle their instruments i want to see their energy on the stage when I've seen them a lot I'm like yeah let's go in the pit I love this song like you know right and so I think that's what I was trying to do and not just alienate my wife because she also went to the show and didn't want to go in the pit you know so that that's probably why I, I wasn't all in i'd love to see them again me too if they come to spokane or anywhere near spokane give or take six hours i'll be there so today yes i'll just transition us now we're gonna talk about impending doom oh yeah so impending doom is probably my favorite deathcore band but that's because i don't really know a lot of deathcore bands i'm not very good at genres like I like a band, and then someone's like, oh, you like death metal. I'm like, is that
0: what that is? I don't... I feel like everything blends together, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if be you're careful what you say. Core, you're gonna heavy... get, like,
1: genre elitists on mm. you, and like... <laughs>
0: no, there is a definite line. I do think... Uh, this goes to Impending Doom. I do think part of the reason that I slept on them for so long, um, and I did sleep on them for a long time, is because they... I guess they didn't really fit in that metalcore scene, um... That was really popular, you know, back in the twenty ten, early twenty tens, and all that. Yeah. And so I think I slept on them because of that. Um, but like listening back and, and getting into them now, it's like, dang, these dudes freaking throw down. Yeah. When's the when did you get into them? We saw them live with for today at that one church or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Was it yep. a church or yeah. just a little venue? was a church. Um, and they were awesome and I, I think before that i couldn't tell you one song by them really maybe maybe i could say one maybe i could tell you nailed dead risen
1: mm, yeah or
0: yeah i gotcha yep you know what i mean like i just couldn't and, and so but after that i started getting into them and man they're awesome
1: i got into them with this album that we're going to talk about baptized in filth oh yeah this is the album that made me pay attention to them but yeah, I listened to these guys when they came out in March. March 13th, 2012. I remember sitting on campus, and uh, what song was that that came out? Chaos Reborn, maybe? Their first single came out. And like, I remember really liking it, but there, I was like, there's no cleans. It just yeah. constantly goes. And I was like, I can't wait to hear the next like single. And I think it was like Deceiver or something. And I was like, yep Sick. i'm buying this album yeah th-
0: this was released after we saw them live though right had to no be.
1: no we saw the them in like october 2012 oh, okay so, so this is, okay. is what they played when we saw them gotcha so i'll uh give some more background on the album and the band okay. before we jump in just some fun information da, da, uh, da. so if you if you know if you like it you like it if you don't sorry so, Baptized in Filth is the fourth studio album made by them, and the band lineup is different uh, than what they have, well, now especially, but on the one after this. So, it's Brooke Reeves, obviously, uh, Corey Johnson, who, after this, after he left or was made to leave the band, um, he joined My Children, My Bride.
0: Hmm. I
1: didn't know that. That's cool. Interesting. Um, so, he's the lead guitarist. Uh, David Sittig, I think that's how you say it, is the bass player, and Brandon Trahan is the drums. The album was engineered by Andreas Magnusson. Magnusson. He's Swedish. Interesting. So he's done a lot of stuff that I love. So he did Haste the Day, Attack of the Wolf King. Oh. He did Oh Sleeper, Children of Fire. He did Wolves at the Gate, Captors. Wow. Like those are some amazing those are albums. are solid, yeah. Yeah, and it's like metalcore albums. And then. So I can see where like the metal core of this deathcore really came out is with this guy, but I mean, he did a lot of. I don't know. The album sounds very well done. I like, I enjoyed so much of it.
0: Yeah. No. This is album. Baptized in filth is is my favorite album from impending doom for sure. Like I do like um, the sin and doom volume two. Like I thought that was a great album. Yeah. Loved it when it came out. Still listen to it, to it a bunch, but like, start to finish, baptized in filth is awesome.
1: Yep. My wife even likes it. What? Yeah, Jen. No, my wife yeah. doesn't like. A this couple songs she... comes on, and she's like, "This is really good lyrics," and I'm like, "I know, right?" She understands lyrics. That's good. Well, death, ascension, resurrection. <laughs> like, hey, what's, you're giving what's it hard? away. She says he says it like ten times. So,
0: dude, because oh. I don't even sometimes like. Looking at these lyrics, like, studying up for this, you know, looking at the lyrics, I'm like, oh, that is what he says. Okay. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Like I, I think he's very, on this album, he
1: he's very easy to understand compared it to other albums. It definitely jumps from, like, from
0: huh? the previous albums to this. For sure, yeah. yeah. And once you read it, you're like, oh, I can totally understand what he's saying. Um, But, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to jump ahead and, and talk about some lyrics, I guess. Uh, no, don't do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it.
1: All right, I have one more thing that's really, really interesting. Okay, I'm ready. The previous albums that these guys put out, I think the the two before this one, do you know who their producer was? No. Tim Lambesis.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, Azirly Dying. So that's a fun fact.
0: That's interesting. Really? That's crazy. And, and so did he not produce this one because no. he was and people
1: are like what's going on like i mean well no this came out 2012 so so he was he yeah. hadn't attempted to murder his wife yet true so, so yeah I and people why. are like why did they change what's so different but they went to this other guy who's done so much other good work yeah know? and tim's done a lot of great stuff around that time too he did a, like a war of ages album lots of other stuff but anyway um the last thing i wanted to share was a quote of the concept of the entire album, explained by their bassist David Sittig. Uh he says, "Baptized in Filth" represents the mindless indulgence and self-worship in the vile world that we live in. This album is meant to scare the hell out of you.
0: Oh. Quote okay. end quote. I mean, yeah, totally. And I think we're not we're not even talking about the, <laughs> the albums name song that's on here, Baptized in Filth. Spoiler alert. But, like, that is totally what Baptized in Filth, the song, is about, right? Uh, Indulgence in this evil, Mm -hmm. vile world. Yep. Hypocrites, man. Right?
1: I guess there's a couple other things to talk about before we really get going. Okay, let's do it. So, fun stuff for people that don't know Impending Doom. They are known... Well, I guess I'll rewind a little bit more and I'll add another thing. Deathcore genre is typically not Christian. Death anything is not Christian. So for them to be Christians in this scene, they're kind of seen negatively by Christians because we're judgmental and we go, oh, they're doing death music. That must be satanic. And they're seen negatively in the scene for being Christians and being accused of trying to sell out make money off the Christian market, stuff like that by being yeah. in this scene. So they changed their genre name to be gore-ship. Like, not to worship gore, but to be like <laughs> a gore, you know, a death metal sure. band. yeah, yeah. And worship. And so they're like, we're a Christian
0: deathcore band. So, Yeah. anyway, those are my fun facts. Fun stuff. It is kind of crazy, though, you think about it. I mean, there aren't very many, obviously deathcore bands that are christian um and these dudes like for the most part we talk about other bands like for today and you know um taste today all these other bands whatever and they kind of toured in that you know metalcore scene which was full of a lot of christian bands during that time right but like the deathcore scene isn't yeah and so you have like impending doom touring with all these other bands that aren't christian right so it's kind of a different uh different little deal and i think and i I already said this but i think that that is kind of why maybe i wasn't as exposed to them back when i was listening to for today argus burns red and all that stuff and it was coming they were in a different market yeah a little bit different market for sure yeah so
1: with all that i say we jump right in
0: So, the first song that we are going to talk about from Baptized in Filth is Murderer, which is one of my favorites uh, you, on this do album. Do you have, a favorite? Sure. Do have you? a favorite? I do have a oh, favorite. I do have a favorite. I didn't think about that. I didn't. Oh. It's, I, can't, oh I don't I think I can a, pick a favorite. I got a favorite, for sure. But, I mean, this is up there. This is the song that, like... <laughs> murder listening to it with my wife, like when he's screaming and I'm jumping ahead, he screams like I'm a murderer. My wife's like, Wait, what? <laughs> I thought is this <laughs> this, this, this is this deathcore stuff. Is this huh? Tim Lambesis?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean but this song like it comes in so hard, it's like it comes in and he just starts screaming Rah! and it's did, just did like, you see
1: my hilarious story on Instagram. Yeah. That, like, hamster thing going Super oh, Saiyan. Yeah. That was
0: to this song at that, that part. Was it like, was?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I cracked up so much. No, this song comes in hard, and I just absolutely love his vocals. It just, it's just so well produced. And the thought that I am a murderer, wash me clean. Not a literal murderer, right? But, like, a murderer. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about we're really going to
1: get into sentences and lyrics <laughs> yeah you know? man we just started this bad no, boy and so i had in. to explain that to jen too so yeah. i have a shirt that yeah. i bought when we saw them with for today and sleeping giant and texas in july yes am i missing anybody i think that yeah. was it there might no, be someone else. hundredth hundred hundredth yeah Um, I bought a shirt at that show and it says, it's probably one of my favorite shirts. It's still like my Twitch, like screenshot picture is me like from six years ago in that shirt. Um, and it used to be on my wall forever, but it said, you know, it's like, I am a murderer in big white, uh, no big red letters that look like slashing. Yeah. And then the back just says, wash me clean in white, very bold and clear. So from the back, like, and I loved wearing it to church, right? I love wearing, like, band clothes to church. Because it's a me. great way to meet people. I've met yeah. people that, they're like, I was wearing, like, a For Today shirt, and people come up and, I'm like, dude, For Today, right? And I'm like, this guy. I'm friends with this guy. Like, I immediately know. And that's how I met Tim, our, our lead uh, at the time. He was our worship director. Um, I don't remember. I was, like, listening to a song, or maybe I had a shirt on, but... It was it had something to do with Underoath. And like he loved Under Oath. And I was like, dude, okay, I like this guy. You know? That's all it takes. Right, for sure. Anyway, coming all the way back, I, I've had to explain to Jen, because she's kinda like, You're gonna wear that at church. I'm like, it's so Christian. You know, he's saying he's a murderer and that his sins Jesus paid for. He died yeah. for his sins. I killed Jesus. Wash me yeah. clean with your payment, right? and i was like it's like and if someone wants to ask me why are you wearing a satanic ch- shirt at church you know I'll turn like, around from the back let me t- check it yo and they're like did you go to jail <laughs> well it's just a shirt guys i didn't, I didn't actually, actually commit murder i'm not an actual murderer <laughs> anyway that that was my rabbit trail with your your uh
0: lyrics no and i think that's it's it's totally crazy though because you think about it. it's like wow that's a pretty heinous thing to say that you are a murderer but like when it when it comes down to it, it's like that's what we were I love the when he goes into screaming I am a murderer like any throughout the song it happens the, the breakdown part
1: It, it sounds so clean to me. Like, oh, yeah. you can stop and listen and be like, this whole song, I'm only going to listen to the guitar. And you can And then the next time you re-listen, you can be like, I'm only going to listen to the drums. And there's not a point where you're like, where'd they go? What's yeah. going on? And I, I just think the quality is just up there. Like, amazingly done. But if it's my turn to talk about lyrics... <laughs> so i love the chorus i it's it's actually one of the things i could understand the first time i heard this song and i was like i think i like them already because i can understand him but he screams it high you know and the chorus is we have to realize a reality beyond our eyes in an unseen world the antichrist is gonna rise and we'll have to realize a reality beyond our la- eyes, in an unseen world, the Antichrist will fall, and yeah. the whole time he does that, when he's just like super high, and he's like, "We have to realize,"
0: oh, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, Ah, and, love it. And you're right; it's just pr- it's really, really clean. Not clean; it's not clean vocals, right? But right. it's like cl- that part is really. It's clear. a clean
1: recording. It's
0: a yeah. clean like oh. yeah, it's just done so well, and I love how he screams that with the music behind him and it is it's awesome and i think a lot of times like with deathcore you don't think it's like super technical maybe um it's like drums going and guitar going it's just like super you know fast uh sure. there's
1: no guitar solos and stuff like that
0: yeah and not necessarily fast but like it just feels like it's not as technical as like metalcore when you think of like august burns red and other bands like that um But I feel like, like you were saying earlier, like this just feels a lot more clean. And it is, you can tell there's a difference between their older albums and this one. I think Murderer is a great example. And I love that they started off the album with it. Uh, It's it's awesome. So the next song we're
1: going to talk about is Chaos Reborn. So Chaos Reborn is kind of uh i think it helps paint the picture of the broken world yeah and how it's only going to get worse just saying that chaos is being reborn like it's getting worse and worse every time um but there's a part that i listen to and no matter how many times <laughs> i hear it i can't stop thinking about star wars
0: wait what
1: yeah <laughs> what part so there's a line where he's like from fear to anger to sorrow and then he says turn to this right yeah and it just reminds me of yoda being like <laughs> fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering <laughs> like no matter that what, is I'm like, what is you that, think of <laughs> i'm like well because he's like going through this thing from like fear you know anger sorrow i mean
0: eh, you know yeah, every time. I don't know why. I that's hilarious. Hope. I've never thought that. But that's funny. You maybe just are watching too much Star Wars, dude. It's been a while. <laughs> I I love this song for a few reasons. Um, number one, that high guitar that gets going. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that part is so sweet. Especially, like, before that. It's like a breakdown. I think it's the maybe the first chorus. Yeah. Um, if we can call it a chorus where he says chaos reborn and then it's just like breakdown breakdown and he says chaos reborn again and then follows it by screaming heretic and yeah, then the high guitar I, lyrically i'm like why did he just Ooh. say heretic why did he say it yeah i don't know man but all i know is when it's happening i'm screaming it and just like rocking in my car uh it's pretty awesome dude you like to yell heretic <laughs> I, I mean, that's all I do. I look at people, and I call them heretics. <laughs> Hypocrite, sinner, heretic. Yeah, you know, just roll down my window, that five-year-old kid that's on his scooter, and just be like, heretic. So, um, uh, I have a few lyrics I want to talk about and I can't
1: decide which ones I want to talk about first.
0: Do them all. Oh, first. So, okay. There's this one. I'll do the, um, okay.
1: So the first one I want to talk about is the opening lyrics and it kind of goes, it's kind of where I meant to go before talking about Yoda. (laughs) Okay. But, uh, so the lyrics are, you know, the world, the whole world is out of control new religions, new moral behaviors, sounding familiar. Life is hard and it's not getting easier. Sound familiar? Now I know know the need for a savior, Mm. right? And I mean, this was written in 2011, 2012-ish. Yeah. You know, so it applies even more today and I think every every year it's going to apply even more. But anyway, I just really liked that uh, that he threw in like uh, they're always, like, accused of being more anti-devil than they are pro-God, right? Like, sure, they're always, yeah. like, like you know, oh, sin's bad, devil's bad, world's corrupt, rawr! And that's, like, how people see them. So, I, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe people just don't hear these parts. But I like that they threw in the whole, now I know the need for a savior, right? Yeah. Um, the second lyric I want to talk about is just one that I really love, the way he screams, um it's kind of like after a chorus and jumps into a bridge and he says you know as i watch the maggots swarm feasting on the sheep of this age and he says now or now he says uh nothing will stop my rage and he said he holds that out it's like i think there's like a reverb effect Mm -hmm. so it kind of sounds like there's like two of them and he's like rage yeah and like oh yeah i love that part too he mad you know
2: Sitting on the edge, of the edge, nothing will stop my rage. I'm too so sick to give in to chance Slowly bending, and breaking it This is not a day of vengeance, but a day of redemption. From fear to anger, to silence.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, this song's awesome. Um, I feel like the ending of it just, like, goes on forever, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, when he's maybe, like, Till the end, we will descend. Yeah, and it just continues. and It, it, it fades, fades out, fades broken, out, fades born, out. Torn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it the does song's... just kind of fade out, doesn't it? it? There's no real end to the song. No, it just fades out. There's no end. Yeah. And it just continues the lyrics. Um but it leads into my absolute favorite song, my favorite impending doom song, mm-hmm. Deceiver. I love this song for a bunch of reasons, but when Chaos Reborn, it just like fades out and gets like super quiet. And then all of a sudden the drums, you know, that that drum part at the beginning, Deceiver just start coming in. Oh, it's so good and you just know that this song is going to freaking be a banger, man. I uh, I can't get over just how well this song flows. It's, it's super dynamic, like, and I feel like a big gripe a lot of people have with deathcore is it's not as dynamic, it's not as technical. But like this song is dynamic. It's it's done so well in so many places, and it is great. And then Brooks comes in, and it's like a different type of scream than he does a lot of times. Um, but it's pretty it's, well. It's it's like
1: it's like on a megaphone kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so not it's like, as clear. You know, it kind background. of seems like it's further away. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so my favorite part
0: is like at the end of the song, and that's all I really want to talk about. <laughs> There's there's so many great lyrics and so so many awesome parts of this song. I love the chorus that gets repeated. Um, the filth you speak comes straight from hell. Your walls are weak, and I can tell. Uh, man, the way that that is is screamed. The vocals on that are just yeah. He's awesome. mad. Yeah. He's yes, and you can just tell he's just like so into it and. Man, it gets you going. And then the second verse happens. Um, but then it leads into, like, the best part of the song. Right? That second chorus leading into, like, your walls are weak and I can tell.
1: And then listening time- to it right now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're, like, talking and listening and talking and listening. My all- I just – man, I can't get enough of this song. And, like – so it gets to that part where it's that high pitch sh- kind of scream and I always thought the vocals said when you're gonna die when Dude, you're gonna die. Dude, me too. Die.
1: Really? Me too. No, for real, like forever. I, I
0: thought and that Until so we
1: did this podcast cuz it makes sense to me, right? When you're gonna die, when you're gonna die. Says yeah. it six times and he's like, "No one will be there but the snake," right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh, man." Like because the guy's alive right but right. The, but the lyrics all over say when you're dead and gone yeah and really like i i don't know i don't know i feel like i can understand him pretty well and so for the internet or three <laughs> lyric websites that are f- answered and filled out by other people say dead and gone i'm like really though gone I mean so we've let me let me get some background. Tyler and I have been doing this podcast for so long. So long. (laughs) This is our like ninth episode, eighth technically, because we had a part one, part two. That's right. We've done so much research. (laughs) But like a lot of the music we listen to and a lot of the music that we've talked about even the people writing the lyrics aren't always the fans and it might even just be some algorithm that's running that's listening to words right and someone's like i'm supposed to write the lyrics for this or whatever unless you have the lyric sheet from the band i feel like you just can't trust the internet with some of this stuff i mean with deceiver i feel like i have to believe it because it's like their most popular song yeah you know they got a a music video with tons of views and like it's really popular, so maybe he is saying when you're. I dead think it and gone. is. I
0: mean, when I listen to it now, looking at it, I'm like, "Oh, when you're dead and gone." And I listen to it, I'm like, "Okay, I can, I can see how it is that." But for whatever, my mind was just telling me, "When you're gonna die? When you're gonna die?" And I'm like, "That was just ingrained in my brain, I guess." Yes. Um, so it was weird looking at it and being like, "Wait, that's not what's going on yeah, here." Yeah. Yeah,
1: so in my notes, this is, like, the first point I wanted to talk about. And I was like, wait, this is backwards. I'm doing a Tyler. Like, I want to
0: talk about the ending. (laughs) You're pulling a Tyler, talking about the ending of the song first. Yeah,
1: but the ending of that, when he, you know, after he's like, no one will be there but the snake. Long pause. You know, snare drum. Long pause. And then he's like, the "The devil." devil. Long pause. Deceiver. Long pause. Unholy one. Like, oh, oh my gosh,
0: that part is unreal. Yeah, like goosebumps. Like when it fir- when yeah. I first heard this song, and that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, you see these right here? Those bad boys are goosebumps. Thanks. Hold on, and put them closer
1: doom. to the camera. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> minor and pending minor doom. freckles. Impending <laughs> no, I- doom gives me freckles.
0: <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get enough of this when I first heard it. And I don't think there's a lot of, I mean, I love Impending Doom, um, but there's not a ton of songs I hear. I'm like, oh, I got to keep listening to that. But Deceiver was like one of those songs, and I'm a song guy. I know Gary's an album guy. We talked about this before, but like I heard Deceiver and I just kept, every time I went to the store or I went to (laughs) the post office or I went to pick (laughs) to (laughs) pick my kid up from daycare or whatever, I was like... Yeah, I'm turning up to see I'm going to freaking worship practice for church. Got this just blaring, pulling the church parking lot, getting ready to Why sing some I Chris that? Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one will be there but the snake and people around me. Are like, Oh my gosh, this this guy, <laughs> what is he doing? He's talking um, about the devil. I do feel it's 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 really weird because I I mean obviously a majority of the people that go to church that. In general, just in, a, in America, right? They don't listen to this stuff. You know, and I don't, I don't know if a majority of them think that impending doom or their genre or metalcore or whatever is bad. But there really? is a good portion of people that do. Oh, for sure. Like, which is super weird to think about when you're talking about the lyrics.
1: So my favorite thing to do is to troll the people that come to church really early. So I run sound at my church and, you know, we have to play like intro music for when people get there so they can talk and find their seats. And in COVID, it's, you know, a lot harder. There's like a fourth as many people kind of stuff have to be spaced out. But I still get control of the music. (laughs) And there was one Sunday that I don't remember what it was, but I think I played a song from this album. And uh, someone down front was like saying that. I don't even know who it was. Maybe I shouldn't even say this in case they're going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, if they're um, not into the music. But they were saying, they... <laughs> like, like, do they think it's funny to play satanic music at church? Like, like they I thought that... I was, like, trolling to do that. And I'm like, you know, pushed my glasses up to my head. <laughs> actually. Well, actually. <laughs> no, I just turned it down. Because, I mean, it, it is, like, disrespectful to people who have an honest fear of this kind of music. And they, to them, it relates to that. And so for us to like shun them and mock them, it's kind of no, insulting. And, you know, the Bible I don't tells think us so. I mean, you know what's disrespectful?
0: Country music. That's disrespectful. <laughs> they hide yeah. themselves and like, you know, it's <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we'll listen to country music. I'd love it because like they said God once. But like every other lyric is like bad. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but it's just. God you bless know. America. <laughs> I don't. I just don't get that whole thing. Like, I. Anyway, like, genre
1: bashing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about impending doom. No, guys. no, no.
0: We, we'll bash
1: country. It's fine. So, have you ever seen the music video for this?
0: Yes, a while back. Yeah, I've seen it once, and I was like, I should rewatch it just to see because I remember. I remember the freaking like creepy devil looking guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So Jen is will not watch this music video. And I'm like, why? Because of the devil guy? And she's like, well, he's creepy, but there's snakes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh she's yeah. terrified of snakes. And like, <laughs> there's snakes all over this video. Oh. But I never really watched the video all the way through because I was like, yeah, I get it. I love the song, like, you know. But I thought it was interesting after I learned that that the dude in the video was like a Catholic priest, and he's like obviously leading people away from God, right? He's you know being deceived. He is the deceiver as well. Yeah. And the whole music video, he's like, I don't know, melting faces with Satan. Like, their yeah. faces are stuck together with, like, glue <laughs> and stuff. And they're like, oh, get off of me. Satan's yeah. like, I'm going to eat you. I don't know. It's weird. Weird. But. Gorshit. Uh, I think the whole point of the video is very valid. Um, and even the song, right? I mean, this yes. is about someone who is deceiving people, like, in the church. An actual, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they're intentionally or unknowingly or ignorantly, but either way, they're leading people away from God or teaching a false gospel. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm really good at being self-righteous. So songs that are like that, it's like, yeah, man, those people that are wrong, you know? But the, there's a Bible verse. I don't know how I'm tying this in, but Matthew 18.6 6 is, but whoever causes one of these little ones, Christians, who believe in me, to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. So he's really expounding on this, like, suffering. Like, for being a deceiver, like, it's better for you to just toss yourself in the ocean with a freaking heavy rock tied around your neck, dragging you down. Yeah. And so all this, like, You know, dead bodies stacked 10 feet tall. Talking about like your sins are piling up. You know, you have a lot of people's lives on your soul that you've led astray,
0: right? You have a lot of debt. Anyway. And aren't we all, I mean, when it comes down to it, like in some form, maybe not like a pastor or priest that has like an actual flock that they're leading, right? But in some way, like, we all are deceivers at some point, right? Like in some way. Uh sure. which is pretty scary to think about. But I mean, looking at the music video and this like it I feel like it's, you know, the false people, it's the the heretics that came, you know, we're talking about Chaos Reborn, right? The people that are leading um thinking they're leading people to God or trying to say they are but they're i mean it could be so many things it could it could yes maybe the
1: church is providing a good paycheck and they're no longer christians so they don't really read the bible anymore and they're just preaching messages and pushing something that everyone's like oh yeah that's such a good point Mm, yeah yes mm." and those people are now being taught about a god who does not match the god of the bible right you know, he's Think of like in heaven with his, his big white beard and his balding head, you know, floating in the clouds. And it's like, that—that that is not the same God. Right.
0: Yeah, you turn on, like, TV evangel. you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people Your favorite are... guy. <laughs> COVID-19! <laughs> COVID-19! Uh, no, people, man, that are just, like, using the gospel for profit. P-R-O-F-I-T, profit. Like... Those are straight-up deceivers, and I feel like that's what Brooks, or Impending Doom, yeah. I don't know necessarily who wrote the song, right? Like,
1: Oh, um, Brooks wrote all the lyrics.
0: That's not true. It is true. Milkshake bet. Right. Every now. lyric was written by him. Bingo. <coughs> yep. You know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. Milkshake bet. Right now, shake it.
1: All right, we're shaking hands, everybody. Virtual handshake.
0: <laughs> okay. So all right. I'm right yeah
1: tyler has to buy me a milkshake yeah but he can't have one and vice versa but that's not gonna happen
0: i feel like i'm right every single yeah. lyric
1: so remember my uh info thing at the beginning
0: vaguely yeah <laughs> yeah
1: with like the band members and stuff i totally have a note that i missed that says all lyrics are written by brooke reeves
0: you purposely did that so this would happen right now <laughs> how dare Hooked you i got all, you <laughs> no how dare you
1: don't believe me though look it up on the internet after this podcast after we record this you can look it up and we'll we'll let the whole world know i
0: feel like i looked at it and it didn't say he wrote one of the songs so lyrics not songs true true it could be it could be they wrote like the music for it i right. guess interesting i'll have to hold you that milkshake bet i guess we'll see i'll remember it next time i'm in tri-cities
1: and i'm <laughs> hankering for a milkshake
0: i'll get it for you i guess no this song we could talk about this song for the entire podcast i think just how awesome i think it we is. should
1: just listen to it like we should just listen to it some more just right now just listen to it again and yeah again. let's let's stick another piece in the episode right here you know right here <laughs>
0: boom you did you did mention it but i feel like we have to come back to it how angry the vocals are at the very end. Dead bodies stacked ten feet. Like, dude, that's pretty brutal. I, I can't get over it. And part of me is like, you know, the way it's 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 sang or, or screamed or whatever, and the music, like, it is a pumped up ending to that song. Mhm. Yeah. Like I, it is so different than what was just before with the awesome breakdown.
1: Well, because it's like. It's not really a breakdown, right? It's like the music slows down. There's not a lot there. And he, like, whispers, like, 10 bodies, 10 feet tall. And then he just gets louder and louder. And eventually he's like, 10 bodies, 10 feet tall. <laughs> and you're like, was... oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. then he just gets real angry. And he just says it over and over. Oh. And now the devil's at your funeral.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, just. Yeah.
1: So, Tyler, if we have nothing else to talk about, I figured we can move on to the next song, which is. Angry Letters to God. So I'm the one that suggested we talked about this song. Ooh, yeah. Um. I mean, I, I think it's a great song, uh, lyrically. M- musically speaking, I think it's very middle of the road for the
0: album. Sure. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do, like, yeah, I do like... There's the, not like a point where you're like, oh yeah, that part. It's not as dynamic as the other songs that we've, right. we've heard. Yeah,
1: but... I like his intention with with this song,
0: I, and I think it fits well with like the the title of the song. But like the guitar sounds angry, like right when it comes in, kind of that high pitched like wailing, you know, guitar. I I really like that part. It it's a it's a change from what we've heard, um, and the song before this absolute horror kind of blends really well i think when i first listened to this album all the way through i don't even know if i knew it was changing like it sounds like a new song right but it almost feels like a bridge of absolute horror at least that's what Mm. i thought Mm. and that that guitar intro is awesome this is why i'm an album
1: guy dude
0: you are i know and, and i have to be that too because it makes it just so much better when you just feel like the flow of the album um but I really, really like this song for a few reasons. And the first reason is I feel like they're writing about what they've had to deal with being a Christian band in the mm-hmm. Deathcore scene. Yeah. What Christians in general sometimes we have to deal with, like people mocking us for what we believe in, right? When we do sure. things or don't do things. Um, we kind of get this backlash and people are in our view right they're wrong they're Mm -hmm. they're upset at god when they shouldn't be um but it's kind of an interesting dynamic i think that this song brings up
1: yeah i think the song is just targeted to people who like attack god and try to discredit christianity i mean there's that lyric uh where he says uh, but don't you dare spit a verse misused and out of context mm. to try to prove a point. And I was like, "Oh man, that's that's what a lot of people do." Like, so many like people will say, "Oh yeah, I've read your Bible." It's like my Bible. Like, calm down, man. Um, yeah. The reason I kind of wanted to talk about this song, I was just going through trying to find like some interviews of this album to try to see. I don't know the general world's view of this album and where it ranked and whatnot. And most metal sites gave them like a six or a seven out of 10. Um, you know, like good effort, too much Jesus kind of talk, but man, do not, do not go read those. Cause there's comment sections underneath. So negative. So mean, really so bad about them being Christians. And like, anyway, I feel like this song is just straight up targeted at those people.
0: Go ahead, like, write your angry letters to God.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, like, don't be yelling at me.
0: Write your letter to God. Like, yeah. that's who you're really mad at. Yeah, that part, he says something like, where you're going, there is there is no fame, no glory, bashing everything I believe. Yeah. There, <laughs> your, your time will come, you know, and that's kind of like, it seems harsh, right? But it's also like, that person is attacking every fiber of your being, you know, and I, I don't think I've had, I'm sure there's been people that I don't know about, right? They're like, oh, that Tyler guy, he's hes a Christian. You know, and truthfully, like, people do that. Like, um, people ask me, like, uh, this is a good example. Uh, my buddy, awesome dude. He's not a Christian or anything, but, like, just assumed. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess you can't hang out on Sunday because you got church. I'm like, dude, my church is, like, an hour long, bro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll right. be home Sorry. watching the. I'll be home watching the Seahawks by one, bro. Like, um, and so there's always these assumptions that people make. Oh, they spend. They must spend all their time there. He must be. You know, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He, there's no way he would. You know, drink. There's no way that he would. You know, cuss or whatever it is. Right. And some of it, like, okay, those judgments are true, but like, I don't think very many people have bashed me to my face for my beliefs. If any, truthfully. What about you?
1: Well, it's different for you. So I was a Christian in high school. That's true. And that's probably where I got most of my flack. Just because in high school, you're a kid. Kids don't have filters. Now it's just the internet, right? You can go to any group on Facebook and all you have to say, any subreddit on Reddit, anywhere on Twitter and just say, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. You're going to get someone who has something negative to say. As long as it's, like, you know, anonymous and public, right? People will say anything they they want, not anonymously. But, yeah, in high school, I I got flack all the time for, you know, I would go to, like, a church camp or whatever, and then I'd get back, and so I'd have my Bible at lunch and read it while I eat and, you know, get made fun of for that. And only listening to Christian music as a kid, you know, got made fun of for that.
0: Just... It's interesting, yeah. though, like, I mean, I, I I teach high school, you know, so I, I see this unfolding in front of me sometimes, but like, with high school, it's not like real life, because if somebody was like bashing you in real life, you're like, okay, I will never see you again. But high school, like you come back to the same class with the same kids every day, you have to see them, Like, you could try to ignore them in the halls or whatever, but like, you're forced to be with those kids for, you know, four years. Uh, where in the real world you just be like yeah i'm not talking to you anymore you know mm-hmm. and so i think that is true like me not being a christian in high school i didn't experience that aspect of it
1: yeah and i'm sure they get a lot of flack for just touring with a lot of the bands they toured with you know yeah going up on stage and singing the stuff he sings so
0: yeah i don't know like there's just it's just crazy because like all these different bands like do it in different ways like I I don't I don't remember when we saw him and he was with a bunch of Christian bands that time but when we saw impending doom I don't remember Brooks or anyone like you know doing a a Jesus speech like everyone you know we'd always like think like dude did they do a Jesus talk (laughs) right remember when i saw Uh,
1: yeah you know they like said for two seconds we do this for jesus and then they which means
0: it means really nothing anymore but like it was a big deal but like i remember when i saw under oath um for separation maybe that album but anyways i saw them and spencer like did a jesus like talk like whatever works for you you know it's blah, 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 but Jesus saved me from addiction, all that stuff, and I was like, dang, they did a Jesus talk, that's so amazing, but then you look like Under Earth now, or other bands that did that, because it was popular then, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, did that even mean anything, why Why were we so caught up in, did they Did they do their Jesus talk, you know, bands do it differently, I don't yeah, know, I don't know what I'm getting
1: at, it's a whole weird thing, I mean... I don't know. I think now, so, like, I saw Wolves at the Gate recently. Yeah. Recently.
0: <laughs> Almost not, a year ago. Not within a year. It was year. probably my
1: last live show, actually. They came to Spokane with Disciple. And they had a really awesome, like, sermon thing in between, in the middle of their set. And I was like, this is really cool. And I think we like it because it's something we agree with. Right. So and we, we hear them, like, reaffirming stuff that we believe. And we're like, yeah, I like these guys even more. They're saying stuff I like. Where if you have another one that says, "Here's an out of context example." F Trump on tour. Right. Well, now half the audience that doesn't want to f Trump, you know, they're like, "Man, why is he being such a douche?" Right. Anyway, it's just it's a le- less of a way of alienating, but you kind of have the same audience. Sorry, you kind of have the same viewpoint. Um, if you're not a Christian, right? If you went to that oath show and you're like, "I don't care about your God." Right. And you go, and they go up there, and they say that stuff. You're, you're not gonna be like, yeah, Under Oath just said that about Jesus. Yeah. You know, they don't. If anything, they're gonna be like, ugh, they actually did that.
0: You yeah. Know? I it just. But from our like small-minded early twenties brains, we were like, they're Christians. They have to do it, and if they don't, they? check are the they, box. You guys, they're definitely are they even- Christian. Are they even Christian if they don't, you know? And that was, like, so weird because, like, Impending Doom is one of the most Christian, like, bands lyrically, I think. Like, if you read their lyrics, almost every song, every song I can think of is somehow about God. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't do anything at the show. And they didn't do anything at the show, and I don't know if they do. But, like, that's the thing, like, and obviously we've matured. But is is it better to check the box and say i talked about jesus or is it better to build relationships with people that are lost right and show them jesus through your life and through the way that you are like that's the that's the part that i think i've matured in obviously from being like that young christians like oh they better say it and if they don't say it they maybe they're not even christian you know yeah and that's oh, that's such a
1: bad train of thought Terrible. i don't know how that started or where it came from you know youth group mentality yeah but like man these guys go on shows for months at a time every yeah. night you want them to say the same thing over and over with no emotion or thought or feel like Ugh that's just draining like, to me and i mean like if you're you called said, to be an evangelist box. and like reach out you know cool but man just talk go talk to them after the show or like you know get to know them in real life and that's so hard too right you're the front man of a band and everyone's looking at you like this is the lead singer of this christian deathcore band yeah and you there's just you just know there's all these expectations of you and to do that every night you know it's just i can't even imagine
0: right and i'm sure there's shows like people might be like oh he talked about it this time or did this time or whatever he probably did like we're not saying he never has But Mm -hmm. like he didn't when we saw him, and we saw him with Four Today, and Four Today, everything in between a Four Today song is a sermon. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like even Sleeping Giant had a couple of moments. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. And I can't wait till we do our Sleeping Giant episode. But like, that's not who Impending Doom is. I, I I've watched a few videos that Brooks has put together, and it's like, I think he really, for him, like he is speaking to these these people. They're lost in a scene that is super lost, right, in a lot of ways through building relationships. And I think that that is huge. That's a big impact more so than just getting up on stage and saying, yeah, we believe in Jesus. I mean, because if you know their lyrics, obviously they do. Yep, for sure.
1: So to kind of back you up on the – their lyrics are very Christian. um, I pulled some of the lyrics that I didn't talk about, and so maybe I'll just bring those ones up. Um, so I think at the beginning, there's a lyric that's like my enemies will not take away another day from me. I will rise above all the mocking and ridicule. The one you reject is the God that saves us all Mm. like awesome. And there's another line that I said the last half of, um, he said, uh, we can stack my sins a mile high if you want, and we can talk about all I've done wrong if you want. And that's when he said, but don't you dare spit a verse misused and out of context to try to prove a point you yeah. know that's good so the real controversy at the ending of the song
0: <laughs> this isn't Tyler and I
1: talked about this because we we're like what <laughs> there's a part where he's like quieter and the lyrics say he says pick it up right he's like pick it up pick it up you know like everyone's time has got to come pick it up pick it up and I'm like what it's not pick it up I thought it was live it up and Tyler's oh. like dude Gary I thought he was saying live it up and I'm like yeah again me too what is up with these lyrics that are like like how does that even make sense he's telling the guy to like live it up enjoy your moment of like shaming me to try to like put me down for my faith right live it up man live it up right pick it up what is he trying to tell the music like pick it up pick it up
0: let's go baby pick it up pick it up pick it up let's go pick it up has to say live it up. I mean, I, I've thought it was live it up this whole time. Dude,
1: we should just message him and be like, yo, what, is what are you saying
0: here? You know what? There might even be, and this would be, like, we're going to get roasted for it. There's probably lyric videos out there. You know how bands Dude, release that?
1: I've looked. But I didn't even- just look at a few. I've looked at a lot, and they all say pick it up. Pick it up? For this song, like on YouTube, there's like three, and it's a copy all paste say pick of like, up. these
0: sites. Yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. No way. No way. Maybe, maybe it does, and we're just, like, projecting what we think it should say. Just, like, the deceiver part. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that part or is Or maybe pretty- that's what
1: he was supposed to say, and then they had the, like, book thing with the lyrics printed out and sent off, and he's like, mm, let's change it. I don't <laughs> like it. We're going to change it to live it up now. It's live it up. And so the lyrics, I don't know. I'm making stuff up.
0: This part, even if it says "pick it up," which I think it says "lift it up," this part is awesome. This part is the best part of the song when it gets to that breakdown, and it just it goes hard. Please forgive it's, it's,
1: us that one.
0: Oh yeah, everyone's uh, time has got to
1: come. Yeah. yeah, I really like the guitar work on this song. Like, it's very like it's just a little different, a little higher pitch, a little creepy, a little eerie. Yes,
0: for sure. Do me. Impending do me. Yeah. It's a little bit different than the next song we're gonna talk about. That's for sure. <laughs> um The next song that we are going to discuss on Baptize in Filth is My Light Unseen.
1: I love this song. I know you brought it up, but this might be
0: <sighs> Stop It my Don't. favorite what
1: not on that album oh, chill you
0: calm down gosh, my favorite
1: song featuring ryan clark
0: oh okay i thought you were gonna say it's your favorite impending doom song I no no i be honestly kidding it, me
1: at, we're this far into the podcast i think i'll say murderer is my favorite
0: spotify spotify agrees with you so th- this song my light unseen ryan clark straight up like ryan clark yay we love ryan clark demon Hunter's awesome but I will say this. I remember listening to this Get for the first time. Get your butts out of here. I remember this for the first time, listening to it. I had a double take. I don't. I think I was on a walk, or maybe at the gym or something. And this came on, and I was Someone like, my did, song. did somebody change it from <laughs> Impending Doom to Demon Hunter? Because this is a Demon Hunter ballad. You know, obviously it's a little bit different with the music, but I mean, it's a Demon Hunter ballad. Is it a good song? Yes do i love it me why are you asking questions and answering them yourself
1: <laughs> what, are you that, what are you trying to get? i saying? know your you don't like it? it i know what? your
0: answer to this you what? love it you love it i do you, i for you... sure
1: love this song for sure it doesn't even need to be an impending doom song you put this on a demon hunter album you put it on anything like the music is my jam the lyrics are great ryan clark's voice range is what i like you know the the high screams in the background all the time the angry screams how it ends like this is like if you want to engineer an entire album for me it's 10 of these songs
0: oh gosh (laughs) i i might have lied on previous episodes maybe our christmas episode i don't know maybe it was you and isaac and you're like oh gosh demon hunter ballads are just my thing and i'm like yeah they're so cool Demon Hunter ballads are so awesome. <sighs> they're Tyler, they're not. Sometimes it's hard being your friend, you know? They're not that cool. I'm, okay. I get why people like them. Right? I understand it. You do? I just I can't don't think you do. get there. Like I can't get there. I'm like if I wanted to listen to something other than heavy music, I would pick a different artist. Like I get that people like that stuff, but when Ryan Clark, for example, on My Light Unseen, towards the end, he starts like, getting his snarl, and you're like, okay, this could be a heavy song. We might finish heavy, and it he gets going, and he gets up there, and then, no. Mm. You just can't do it, dude. What do you love about Demon Hunter ballots? Um, so, to be fair, I don't love all of them. Um,
1: okay, I love most of them. <laughs> I'll I say know. no. Way, I, dude. I think it's the. So, again, I'm not a single song guy. Right. Right. So I listen to the entire album and it gets to a point where there's now a break in the typical Demon Hunter music and the ballads are just like what like stick out. And it's like and I ultimately I think the main thing is Ryan Clark's voice. Right. Like there's just some people that when you hear that a certain pitch, a certain range of voice that you just like love that voice. Adele is another one that like people are like man her voice like when she hits certain notes her pitches I don't know it like resonates with certain people and I think the people that don't get Demon Hunter or his the ballads either whatever it's just they're like I don't get it it's just his voice right and other people like man he hits that low or that that Mm -hmm. mid-tone that's like I don't know it just it makes me want to sing too right
0: well I do love Adele I will say that but I, it's not bad. They're not bad. Like the the ballads are not bad. I would never say Demon Hunter ballads are lame. Okay, maybe they're lame, but they're not like bad. <laughs> are you like, back? To, are you
1: backpedaling? Back I am. Pedal. I don't know. S- I just stick to your guts, man.
0: I I get it. And you know what? You just said that like the ballads are like a break in the music in Demon Hunter albums. That's what this is. It feels like it. Okay. It's, in my big opinion, rabbit
1: trail, coming back, coming back. Dude, do you know why it says instrumental on the end?
0: I would assume, like I think, before today, they usually they have instrumentals in their older albums and stuff. I feel like it's a it's a break, but it's also like an emotional like music part. I don't know. Is that what we're getting at here?
1: Yeah. So I read an interview. Remember when I was digging up uh, some some interviews and found some negative comments. There's one uh, where they interview the lead guitarist, Corey. I'll just say Corey. Um, And he said that they wrote an instrumental like that with no words. They liked it like Uh, that, and they were going to put it in. Um, But they sent it to Ryan Clark because he does great work. And they're like, "Let's, let's see what he comes up with. And if we love it, we'll put it in. And they loved it, and they put it in. And they put the name on it, My Light Unseen. But originally it was an instrumental. But, man, so that song, there. My Light Unseen, got, like, double whammied. Tons of hate on metal sites, right? But tons yeah. of, like, positive on other sites. Like, man, that song, My Light Unseen, is so good. And it's like, you guys, it doesn't even have Brooks in it. Like, it's not Impending Doom. Yeah. But, anyway, it's a great song. I'm not saying it's, like, the best Impending Doom song, because I don't really consider it to be
0: an Impending Doom. It's it's the Kayla version of Impending Doom. Which is fine.
1: I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm going to go get my keys and I'll meet you in your dr- driveway. Let's go
0: fight. We're going to go Rochambeau. It. Let's do it. No, I, I get it. And I like the lyrics. I, actually, I love the lyrics, truthfully. Like reading the song and, and listening to the song. Okay, not listening, but reading the song. Um, you lyrics don't like are
1: listening awesome. to it? You just like reading it? <laughs> the I, lyrics are I don't awesome. like to listen to this song, but reading it, it's, it's great. So let's get into the song. We've just kind of talked around it. Yeah. So it's kind of an instrumental. It's on the lighter side. What I love is the verses before he gets into the My Light Unseen choruses.
2: I suffer through this past.
0: awesome so so maybe i'll maybe I'll, I'll pause real quick i might have uh not listened did ryan clark write these lyrics or did yep. penny doom write these lyrics ryan clark wrote all the lyrics and the okay. words okay all right
1: the second verse that i really like well the second verse is i search within my ways i center on the dark within my veins but you never let me go I know hell is in this place, so I beg for you to show.
0: And those are, if I'm right, those are two capital Y for you. Yep, use, they are right. Yep. That's the capital He's talking Y to God. Yep. Mm.
1: And yeah. the third verse.
0: that's the part where you feel like it could get heavy after this like ryan clark starting to get heavy vocals and you're like oh my gosh this could end those drums could come in and all of a sudden it's gonna be like this awesome outro but it doesn't yes, i like
1: i like that it doesn't
0: yeah i mean, I like dude. that it
1: was like a build-up like that and the range of the the song didn't change crazy right yeah that's true it wasn't like fit for a king death grip where it just like Whiplashes you, and you're like, "Oh yo, god, yo,
0: that is a that's an awesome, awesome song, though."
1: I I agree. I'm not. I'm just saying, the way this is written, it doesn't it doesn't fit to do that.
0: No, I I, I really like the, the lyric, especially that last part: "Tear this crown off my head, my repentance on this day." It is good. I mean, the the you course is awesome. I mean, you're like, <sighs> I don't. know. It's good,
1: I- but. Dude, I feel do like, like I'm song. gonna
0: get so much hate for this. For dis- Dude, you're
1: like, the one that said you wanted to talk about this song. I know. I didn't even get to say I want to talk about my light unseen. You're like you were
0: going to though. let
1: I was I sure was. You bet. <laughs> uh,
0: the The lyrics are for the chorus are really awesome though. No, my light unseen, please please help somebody help. Like this is to God, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really like that. And truthfully, I didn't know even right now, like until you told me that Ryan Clark wrote these lyrics, which is cool. I wonder, I I mean, I wonder how it happened. Like, were they like, this is how we felt when we wrote the song? Or did he just like write the lyrics based on how he felt? I could find
1: the interview for you. It seemed very short. It was very like, we like the work he's done. We sent him our instrumental and this is what he sent back. That, that's, like, all the details I could
0: find. Dude, we should create a song. Just, just music just send and it. send it to Ryan Clark. Hey, I heard what you did for Impending Doom. <laughs> could you uh, help uh, All Consuming Podcast out, please? <laughs> yeah, but this was, like, in 2012. <laughs> True. True. You know, and as much as I'm dissing the song and hating on it, like, it's really refreshing to have this and know that, like you, you read these lyrics. These aren't these aren't scream lyrics. This is sung lyrics. You know, and yep. not saying like things can be. They're, they're hiding it by screaming. That's their genre, right? But these are in your face. This is what we believe. This is who we are. We need God to help us and save us. And so I think that's pretty darn cool. So let's transition.
1: To our last song, we're going to talk about, and the last song of the album.
0: Yes. Okay, so first off, I'm I'm stealing your thunder right here, but the first thing about this song, <laughs> "Death, Ascension, Resurrection," that guitar that starts out underneath the ocean, basically, right? <laughs> the underwater sound, the underwater, it's like from a distance, right? And it just sure. oh, it just comes into it, but then Brooks jumping in. And, like, screaming with the guitar behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, that part is amazing. What does he say right there? Who do you think I am? Who do you say I Who am? Who do you say I am? I am the Alpha, the Omega. Man, I love that part. And it's just, like, has that kind of impending doom, eerie, like, guitar behind it.
1: I like the rest of that lyric, too. You know, if you if you understood, you'd know that the heart is a treasure from heaven. Oh, yeah. Death, ascension, resurrection, which he doesn't say
0: again until like the end. Like he starts the song with that, you know? Yeah. I I was thinking that too. Like he says that in that first intro, which is death, ascension, resurrection. You're like, oh, that must be why the song is titled that. And then you get to the end, you're like, oh my gosh, he said it a hundred (laughs) times.
1: So I'm going to ask the question. Okay, I'm ready. What does he mean? Death, ascension, resurrection. I've rattled my brain, I have my theories. I mean, some people I, are like I is it think, like a
0: nail dead risen yeah i think it's nailed dead risen like it's talking about christ but it's in the wrong order
1: no right? death resurrection and then ascension dun 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 right <laughs> so what he died his spirit went to heaven and talked to god and came back down and then i mean he some people think and then, that well, some people say he went down into hell and stole the keys from Satan. I know? don't think he went to hell. There,
0: uh, see, there we go. Let's let's talk some theology. I don't think Jesus could go to hell. Let's not talk theology. Let's not do
1: it. Um. So I have some thoughts. Okay, dial it up, bro. Perhaps he means death to himself, kind of thing. You know, old self became a Christian that's the resurrection when what he really means is you know regeneration and yeah. then
0: ascension but it's still the wrong order but i don't know i i think he's talking i think he's talking about jesus you uh, think it's it, jesus i think so and just the way it starts off too who do you who do you say i am the beginning and the end like
1: yeah like but the end that of that verse he's like he said, "What's what's he saying?" And I'm like, "I don't see Jesus saying that." Now look what I've become: proclaiming his name, capital H, and looking down the barrel of a gun. I'm in this for life. That that, that to that me sounds is like, like a it Columbine a shooting thing. Also yeah. referenced around that time a lot. You know,
0: the whole okay. I, Jesus isn't going to say that. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I I really do feel like it. When I, think, I think about it.
1: I think it's just, like, convenience in the lyrics. For sure. For rhyming and singing, you know, like, yeah. What?
0: What were you thinking? No, I I, I feel like it's, the way it's written, and it could be, obviously, like, about us too, but I think it's the power in Jesus' death and resurrection. And the ascension is that, perfect third word that fits this you know um that's what i was thinking
1: ascension maybe he means like our body our 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 spirits being like ascended i don't know this guy's theology right i don't know what his intention is i don't know how you know knowledgeable brooks is on all this stuff but i'm just i remember when i was in that turntable group yeah you know these topics came up all the time when this song came up and it's like i don't know (laughs) And I think most people just agreed that it was just, it was for the sake of
0: rhyming. Right. And and I I think there's a lot to it obviously, but like in general, like when you think about like death, ascension, resurrection, like the power of Christ and the resurrection and all that, like, I mean, this is a great capper to the end of this album, I think. Um, but musically I love the guitars in this song. Uh, The guitars are flipping awesome, and the ending—I don't want to jump there yet. But the ending is. Let's not do that. All so I have another thought. Amazing,
1: yeah. I just thought of another thing. Yeah. It could be talking about our death. We ascend, whatever, and then in the final days, the resurrection.
0: Yeah, I thought that's what I thought you already mentioned that. Did I not?
1: No, I. No. Oh I yeah, mention you said it, Man. but it
0: could be our theology. Like, depends what people think. Like, so we die, we ascend to heaven, our spirits, and then the final day comes and our bodies are resurrected. Yeah, New Jerusalem. Like, dude,
1: I don't know. I'm just circling this. It, it's it's driving me nuts for like eight years, and there are no answers to this, and it's just. But no, I mean, it' a great song, fun all the way through, and I think where you were going. Um, but i think we can agree our favorite part is like
0: the last half of the album or the last half of the song it's amazing it's unreal it's the it, especially like i love obviously the breakdown that, that where it just says it you know an un, unlimited amount of times death ascension resurrection starts off kind of quiet resurrection. Death. Death.
2: Resurrection, death, ascension. Resurrection, death, ascension. Resurrection, death, ascension.
0: Resurrection. And then it goes back into that chorus, where they right at the end of the song, it's like filthy, face melting breakdown, and you're in the pit, Mm -hmm. helicopter arms just spinning you know what i mean <laughs> like that's what i want to do when i hear the ending of this song man it is awesome it makes me want to move dude it's great mosh
1: pit song so that outro lyric that you're saying it's yeah. like the chorus but it's not a chorus it's something totally different right he says are we trapped in division and unbelief he's mentioned that a lot a lot yeah and he says forever separated by our hatred follow him to the kingdom of heaven Where pain and suffering cease to exist. Yeah. Is that the chorus all the time? Or is that just the outro?
0: No, no, no. That's not. No. The first first two parts. Yeah, the first two lines of that he says throughout. That's just the chorus. Then he adds those last two lines for this last outro.
1: Yeah, and man, right after he says cease to exist, those drums,
0: those guitars. God. God. it's chunky, amazing. Chunky,
1: chunky, chuggy, chuggy for, like, 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. And, and let's just, like, pause on that for a second. That that lyric, like, and I think you said this earlier. And Penny Doom is always, you know, like, in the Christian world, people are always like, oh, yeah, they just focus so much on, like, the devil's bad and we're going to fight the devil. But, like, follow him to the kingdom of heaven where pain and suffering cease to exist. Like. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
1: That is the conclusion to this album that was meant to scare you, scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is a great ending to the album. Yeah. That they put it here. Um, And then it's kind of a good sandwich, you know, with like, I am a murderer, wash me clean. And then the final, you know, follow him to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Uh, But... I, I, this album is what really brought me to loving Impending Doom. I mean, I've heard their stuff before and it's, it, that, it's usually like a, this song, that song kind yeah. of thing. I, I would probably listen to the album once kind of thing, but after getting into this one and then like their next two that came out, like I just listened to those a ton. Yes. And I, it's, it's been a great,
0: a great album for me. This album woke me up to Impending Doom I slept on them and I wish I wouldn't have and I think now like looking back I'm glad I heard this album because they are a constant placeholder in all my playlists I mean if you want to listen to something that's super heavy uh, it's Impending Doom right like looking at all the other stuff we listen to uh, this is that that notch above this is that super heavy stuff it's amazing
1: Thank you for this listening.